Good morning. As we prepare to listen to the message, I invite you to join me in prayer before we hear the scripture. Would you join me as we pray? Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as the scriptures are read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand, please, here in the sanctuary and at home out of respect for the gospel as I read from Mark chapter 4, beginning at verse 35. Listen for a word from the Lord for you this morning. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And then the wind ceased, and there was a dead calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? The word of the Lord. Well, this is new for me. I can see myself, and I don't know if I like that or not, through this plexiglass. Before we begin, I just wanted to kind of have a check-in with everyone. How's everyone doing? Here or online, wherever you may be. How many of us are feeling a bit weary right now? How many of us are feeling a bit discouraged? Frustrated? Sad? Maybe a little hopeless? Well, I think we're all feeling a bit unlike ourselves. Can I say that? It's uh, been a very hard year, and it seems like it's just getting harder. But I really want to share some good news with you guys. And this good news is that, just like the song that we sang before, thank you, Kelly and worship team for that, God is faithful. And Jesus is here right now. And that is very good news for all of us. Amen. And if you don't believe me, I hope by the end you will. So in the story and in the scripture that Pastor Doug read for us so wonderfully, uh, we have a storm. And we've all read this scripture before, I'm sure, right? It's a story we're quite familiar with of Jesus calming the storm. But I wanted to bring this scripture up because I think there's a different message hidden here that we don't really hear very much. So here's, I'm just going to paint the picture for you. Here's a uh, uh, the disciples are in a boat with Jesus, and then there's all these other little boats all around, right, on the sea. And then all of a sudden, this gigantic storm comes in, suddenly, all right? There was, like, no warning. And if, if you've ever been on a boat or in the ocean or on the sea or 
experience that kind of storm. They do kind of come out of nowhere. All right, so all of a sudden there's this massive storm. But you see that the disciples were probably before the storm hit, they, they felt okay. I mean, before this story, we have all these miracles happening and Jesus proclaiming uh, the word and everything is just going brilliantly and the disciples are like, yeah, this is what I signed up for. This is who I'm following. This is the way. And then they get on this boat and they're thinking, cool, we're going to just go to the other side like Jesus said. And they're feeling good because, you know, Jesus is, is there with them. So they're thinking smooth sailing ahead. Nothing's going to go wrong. They have their master with them, and it doesn't matter because they think, like, he's here, everything will be good. And then the storm hits, and then everyone starts panicking. Yeah? And it's not just, like, some rain and a little bit of thunder and lightning. This is a storm where it actually says that some of the boats were starting to sink. So here we have people who might be drowning or afraid of drowning. Their boats are sinking. And I don't know if you've ever experienced like what it is to be in the middle of water that big. It's quite frightening. And being in a storm that big is quite scary. So here they are. They're trying to like probably get the water out of their boats. They're trying to, to do whatever they can to survive this storm. Everyone except Jesus. Where's Jesus? He's asleep. Where is he asleep? It says that he was asleep at the helm. What does that mean? It means that is the place for the captain. That doesn't seem like a very good place to sleep to me. I don't know about you, but if I were on a boat or ship, I don't think I'd want my captain to be asleep at the helm. Right? It's not really uh, something you want to see reviewed online. Captain sleeps at the helm. I'm taking that ship. So here we have Jesus. He's sleeping. And he's not just sleeping. He's sleeping peacefully. In the middle of this storm, the boat is literally rocking back and forth, throwing the disciples around, throwing the people in the smaller boats around. And Jesus is sleeping peacefully? I don't know about you, but I'm a light sleeper, so I would have been woken up at like the first crack of thunder probably. So let me ask you, has anyone ever slept in a storm? And I don't mean like in your house, all cozy and warm, and then there's a storm outside. I mean like, have you ever slept through a major scary storm? I don't think many of us can say that, although I will say that uh, where I come from, we have tornadoes quite regularly. So you grow up getting used to the ritual of when there's a tornado, you go to the basement or somewhere safe and make sure you have the dogs and the cats and whoever else in your house. I remember the first time this happened after Fabian and I were married because he didn't grow up in a place that has natural disasters. <laughs> and he heard that siren, which is very loud, and he just woke up and he started freaking out. 
And he was like, what is that? Where do we need to go? We need to go now. What do we need to do? Come on, tell me. Tell me what to do. We need to go. We need to go to the basement. What do we do? I'm, he like grabbed my parents' dogs and he was like ready. Like he had like a survival kit. I was just like, whoa, it's okay. When it, when it goes off the third time, then we'll start to think about going somewhere. <laughs> and then it went off a third time, and I was like, okay, this might be a bit serious. You know, the, the, the TV started making weird noises, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, there's probably a tornado around. So let's just calmly go to the basement. And then I went to wake up my parents, because they were still sleeping. And my dad woke up, and he said, are you serious? I was sleeping really well. And this was in the, you know, the second level of the house. So that's definitely not where you want to be in a tornado. So he reluctantly walks down the stairs, and then he falls asleep again on the couch. And Fabian's already in the basement, like, locking up everything. And they left my sister in the top, like in the, in the upper floor, like just sleeping still. So I was just like, I don't know what's going on with my family. I told Fabian, you stay down there. I'll just stay here and watch everyone, I guess. And then my dad is sleeping peacefully throughout this entire ordeal. And in that moment, I said, I wish I could have slept that peacefully. To not have a worry about what was happening or what could happen. That probably was a very good sleep for him. (laughs) And I don't know if I've had very many of those. So here we have Jesus asleep in the storm. And, And why was he asleep, do you think? Now, there are reasons that, uh, you know, he could have just been exhausted. Maybe he needed rest, performing all those miracles, speaking in front of all those people. But I also think that he slept to test the faith of his disciples and to stir up prayer. Because if it's one thing I've read, I haven't, I'm not a fisherman. I've never been in the storm in the ocean. But what I've read is that when someone is in the storm on a boat, the first thing they usually do is cry out for help, right? And if you have any slimmer, like, little faith, they usually cry out for help from God. So I think he wanted to stir up prayer. But what do the disciples do instead? They run to where Jesus is sleeping and they wake him up. And they don't just wake him up in like a, Jesus, we need you. Which maybe would have made it a little better. Nope. They don't even ask for help from God or from their rabbi, their teacher. No, instead, they go to Jesus, they wake him up, accusing him of indifference. Don't you care about us? Can you imagine if Fabian would have woken my dad up like that? Don't you care that I'm about to die here? You need to come and save me and tell me what to do. They accuse Jesus of indifference and they panic 
oh, they panic. They're in a frenzied state. And you know that this panic separates them from Jesus. And Jesus doesn't react to their panic because he's pretty great like that. He knows how to not just feed more frenziness and those feelings. He doesn't react to the panic, but he questions their faith. And this is so often us. I mean, when we panic or when something goes wrong, we want others to share in our distress, right? We want others to share in the distress with us. And if they don't, we accuse them of not caring about us. We accuse them that they don't, they don't really understand or they don't love us. or they, They're not as good of a friend as we thought that they were. Right? And this can divide us from others, from family, from friends. And you know, this doubt can also divide us from God. Because it makes us think that he doesn't love us. So what happened next? Jesus calms the storm. You know, he calms all the boats, all the sea, the wind, the water, everything. It's all good now. Probably bright, sunny skies, amazing. Boats aren't sinking anymore. And this alone seems like the purpose of this story. It seems that the purpose of this story is to put our trust in Jesus' ability to calm the storm, to believe in the miraculous, to believe that Jesus is Lord, and to trust that he will remove the storm from our lives. But you know what? I think there's something else here. Because Jesus said, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? He's saying, do you still not trust God? No faith? The disciples? Aren't they the ones like we look up to? Jesus' friends, his followers, he lived with these people. They watched his miracles. And he's saying that they still have no faith, not even just a little bit, but none. Why is he saying that? You see, because they only had faith that Jesus would save them from the disaster that was happening around them. That they felt it necessary to wake him up. But we all know that even though Jesus saves and he performs miracles, we do acknowledge that, it doesn't always happen. The storm doesn't always get calmed. The disciples' faith was placed in Jesus' ability to work miracles rather than in his presence to get them through the storm. Many of us, many of us who have faith sometimes only seek it 
when it's most useful to us. Because if something is thrown in our path like a storm, if something disrupts our lives and it doesn't go back to normal, we become discouraged and frustrated and disheartened. And then where is our faith then? We as believers are challenged to examine our own faith in this passage. Because this doubt of God, the idea that he doesn't care, that he's not listening, will corrode our belief. Most of us would have expected that because Jesus was in the boat with the disciples, they would have had favorable weather. Everything would just be smooth sailing and they get to the other side, no problems. But this didn't happen. This didn't happen because Jesus shows his disciples and all of his followers, including us, that even though we pass and walk and sail with him over the seas of this life, that we must expect storms along the way. Those who follow Christ follow him wherever he goes. Wherever he goes. And you know where he goes? To the hard places. I mean, we hope for a certain kind of happiness by believing in Jesus, right? But there are times when we need to take up our own crosses and risk the same things that he risked. He didn't play the safe game. And having faith doesn't mean everything will go smoothly and perfectly for us. This means that sometimes there will be storms, and some of these storms will not pass right away. And sometimes these storms never pass. This means that we sometimes go through these, these storms, we go through these parts and these seasons of our lives that are too heavy to bear, too hard to cross. But you know, Jesus is in the same storm, and he's going through the same things we are. And he is with us. He is with us. And this is where we need to draw our hope from. That he is our captain. And even though he is asleep, he is at the helm of our ship. Do we believe he's in control? Because you see, Jesus does have the power he does have the power. He does perform miracles. He does answer prayer. But if all we're doing is questioning him, his motives, his timing, his care for us, then we're living in fear and doubt. We're missing the opportunity and discernment that there are times when we must trust God, and take a nap with Jesus. 
Do we have faith that even if miracles don't happen, that Jesus will pull us through whatever we're going through? Do we have that kind of faith? Do we trust him enough to just go to sleep next to him in the middle of a storm? You see, sometimes when the church and when we are in the midst of a storm, and let me tell you, church, we're all in a storm right now. The storm can be slightly different for each of us, but I think the whole world is in a storm right now. And when we are in the midst of this storm and Christ seems as if he's asleep, that it seems that God is unconcerned with our troubles regardless of our prayers, and he doesn't immediately respond to our struggles. But you see, the point is that he is present. God is here with us always. I don't know if you guys believe me. Seem really calm right now. Maybe that's a good thing. I don't want you to be in a frenzy. You see, this pandemic has really shaken us up. Can I say that? It's surprised us. It's thrown things our way that we never thought we had to face. I mean, just the idea that we have to have masks wherever we go. The idea that, that we are more conscious about washing hands, that we can't hug one another, can't even shake hands, can't share food. This has really shaken up our world. It's shaken up our lives. It's shaken up our church. But we need to believe that we can trust Jesus. And we need to believe that Jesus is in our boat. Because he is. He's in our boat, guys. Yeah, we're not sailing without him. We're not in this storm without him. He's there at the captain's position of our boat. The fact that he's asleep, does that bother us? Or is that an example for us? Because regardless, he's still here. In our boat. And he's not going anywhere else. Amen. And do we feel like we have to wake him? Or can I reiterate this and say, can we all just lie down and take a nap with Jesus? Because I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good, especially right now. I mean, if Jesus were here right now just sleeping real comfortably and peacefully, I'd be like, that's where I want to be. I don't want to be filled with concerns. I don't want to be filled with worry. I don't want to think about, oh, what happens with Christmas coming up? What is that going to look like? I want to be in that peaceful sleep, trusting that even though there's a storm, God is pulling us through it with his presence.
And you know, God will faithfully pull us through every storm of this life, no matter how big or small. The miracle that Jesus performed in the story is not actually the calming of the storm. The miracle is God's ability to love us, to provide us with strength and comfort and peace through the storm. You see, the miracle in the story is actually God's presence. And if you never thought that his presence could be a miracle, then we all need to reevaluate our faith. Because his presence is a miracle. It's a miracle that he wants to be with each one of us. That he wants to help carry our burdens. That he comforts us. That he listens to us. The miracle is his presence. He's here with us. We must trust that in God's presence and trust that his grace is enough. And only then will we be able to experience peace that transcends all understanding. I mean, have you ever met someone who has that peace within them? And you just think, whoa, I want that. That's where this peace comes from. Unending trust in God, even through the bad. Because when we do, that's the only time that we can actually smile through this pandemic, through this storm. That's when we can say, you know what? It's okay. Everything is going to be okay because Jesus is in our boat. God is with us and is always with us, even when it feels like he's not. And this is our daily bread. This is our comfort. And we shouldn't need anything else but the knowledge that Jesus is in our boat. The miracles we seek may not be the miracles performed. They might not even be the miracles we expect or the prayers that we asked to be answered. And yet, they are still miracles. We are human, but God is God. And he is good all the time. And all the time, he is good. He has an amazing way of making us stronger and pulling us through each storm, pulling us through some of the worst things we've ever gone through. And he does. He does pull us through. And that is his miracle. Because this is the God we worship, right? He is a God of miracles. Are we seeing the right one? Or are we focusing on what we can only see physically? 
Do we believe that Jesus is in our boat? I think that's a bit tough for us right now. I think a lot of us probably are questioning that. Possibly even being like the disciples and accusing him of indifference. I mean, how long is this really going to last, right? How long do we have to put up with what normal is now? Do we believe that Jesus is in our boat and that God will pull us through? No matter how long the storm, no matter how bad the storm, no matter how many people are affected by the storm, do we believe and trust that God will pull us through? Do we believe, church? Do we believe that we not only serve a mighty and miraculous God, but that we serve a king who defeated death? Or did we forget? Do we believe that we serve a resurrected king? Do we believe that his name is victory? And this King Jesus is always present in our lives. And he's always transforming us from the inside out, strengthening us to get through these storms. And he is resurrecting us, bringing new into our lives, creating new within ourselves. You see, he's not just resurrected, he resurrects us each and every day. And I want you to remember that this king that we celebrate, he came as a baby. And from the moment he was born, death was after him. And he won. And he still wins. Our king still wins. And if we believe that he conquered death, can't we believe that he's in our boat? Can't we believe that he will pull us through this storm? Can we believe that? I'm going to invite Pastor Stewart up to do communion shortly. But I want you guys, and I'm just going to pray real quickly, I want you guys to really think about what does it mean for Jesus to be in our boat. Not just to acknowledge that he's there, but to live like he's there. And may I even push it further and say, maybe just take a nap with Jesus. Maybe there are days where you just need to lie down and rest in him. Don't let the world tell you otherwise. Jesus is in our boat and he does care for us. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for your presence.
We thank you for your love and for everything you did for us, Lord. We thank you so much. Not only did you come to be with us here on earth, but that you suffered on the cross so that we might know freedom and life, so that we can be resurrected with you, Lord, and so that we can feel your presence each and every moment, even in the storms of life. Let us remember your sacrifices. Let us remember who you are and your goodness, and let us trust in you completely without doubt. Jesus, we thank you for showing us what it is to feel peace. We thank you for being asleep at, at the helm of our ship. Help us to rest in you, to take comfort in that, and to remember that you are with us and in our boat always. Amen.